from our respective apartments. It's just meaningful plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Kenny Clay and Norber, and Chris Stockham Goodman. Chris, welcome back to Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. We have crowned a winner on season five. Before we even talk about that, Katie, I just love the way you bug your eyes every time you go to do Chris. <laughs> what a time. Like, I know I always like to make fun of the exact tone of voice you do, but like your eyes just go like saucers and it's always a delight to watch. It's just <laughs> I I have realized that I literally I literally start every single quick step reaction and just meaningful plastic in the exact same way mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily even know if I like like it but it just feels so right to do it and it's just it's a part of who I am now see it's funny because every time I do the intro a I have to think about it a little bit but b yeah I was like I don't want to do it the exact same way because that's boring but how else can I do it and yeah I every single time in almost the exact tone of voice in basically the exact same words intro us to just meaningful plastic at dancing with the stars retrospective podcast and i just i don't know maybe we need to have an editing conversation about whether i'm doing a good job or not no i I think it's great it just is is fun entertainment for me that nobody else gets i really do i like wait for you to get done and i like especially tonight i was like gazing off into the distance like waiting for my cue and then i was like and boom you're on you're just like doing your vocal warm-ups like me 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 i am i am i'm getting centered i'm getting prepared i'm ready to burn it down you are meditating before the show (laughs) oh i need to reread his book i loved his book that's a comfort drawn it's such a delight what is it talking too fast and something something, i'm meditating as fast as i can Okay, that's what it is. I love him. Okay, so season five. We have not, we have not talked enough about how much of a delight Tom Bergeron has been lately. Oh well, I mean, he is a he is such a delight in season five. Part of that is because you, I mean, Mel. he's all he's always been loose, but the way yes. that Mel and Max play around with him just yes. make him even more fun. Because he's like, I feel emotional. He's like the glue that holds this entire show together. And like, he just does such a good job of really connecting everyone and really just making everyone feel so approachable, so attainable. You feel like you're just chatting with a close friend. And I love it so much. I love listening to him. I could listen to him talk all day long. I just feel like he brings such a warmth and empathy to the show. Yeah, because he keeps the thing moving. He keeps it light. Yes. He is very funny because let's be clear. He yes. is very funny. And it's it's that cheesy, corny dad humor that he brings to America's Funniest Home Videos. But it is... Mm-hmm. It is completely right for this Even show. Even better. Yes. Yep. Yes, it is better than America's Funniest Videos. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> because the material is better. But 
I don't know. And he's he just... so present. Mm-hmm. It never feels as though he's reading off of a tele. Like, we know that they are feeding him things and whatever, but he feels so present in the moment, and mm-hmm. he never feels as though I'm just trying to get through this bit to get to the next segment. It's like, oh, this is happening in real time, and I'm going to react and respond to this. Basically, well, all I'm doing is just trashing Tyra right now because I'm saying everything that she doesn't do. I mean, I knew that's what you were doing, but it's he makes it look so effortless, and obviously there is effort involved. Yes! But it's so natural from him and i mean samantha also does a very good job we have it's praised like samantha us. <laughs> because samantha yeah. also like okay yeah sometimes she asks vaguely inane questions but like so does brooke eventually so did yeah. aaron eventually clearly like there's not a lot of material you yes. can ask but what samantha does which is fun you can tell she listens because she will like take a phrase they say and use that like okay blah 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 let's get to your scores but we'll like use that phrase or we'll like throw yep. something in later so she listens and is present and that's what's important that that they seem to do it's not just okay i have my scripted lines i'm supposed to ask you or throw to commercial they are making jokes they are making references they are present in the moment and that's what's important yes it's so lovely and just because we're kind of talking about like season five as a whole i feel like this is one of the best seasons that the band has had up to date Mm -hmm. where it feels like the music has just been like straight fire at times. Like, hey, Pachuco, phenomenal, yes. phenomenal music. And very rarely did the song choices this season come out of nowhere not or not make sense. There were yeah. a couple that um, <laughs> were questionable. We did not have any Phantom of the Opera this season, Chris. <laughs> no, but what did we have? Never Katie? forget. What did we have this time? Which one? I'm trying to think. What did I text you like you are going to scream? Hedwig's theme, everybody. Like, we got things like that and Superman and things that, like, were left field choices, but worked in a way that a Phantom (sighs) Basso did it. It's so funny because it's like, hearing all of this, I'm like, yeah, season five, what phenomenal, what straight fire. And it wasn't. And then I think about it and I'm like, that's not true. (laughs) Before we move to that, to finish on the music thing. Yes. So, I don't know if you saw this, but Phantom of the Opera recently reopened on Broadway. Oh, I sent you one of the tweets. Okay, when I say, I don't know if you saw this, this was like a setup for the listener. Oh, okay. So do it again. Do it again. I'll play along this time. So I don't know if you saw this, but uh, recently Phantom of the Opera reopened on Broadway. And did you see what they were doing outside, Katie? No way! Katie, I'm pretty sure you saw what what happened. Katie, no, Katie, I'm pretty sure you saw what was happening. What happened? We are doing a really good job of listening to each other and reacting like Samantha and Tom. Um, I saw that Countess Luann from the Real Housewives of New York City was hanging out with Sir Andrew Lloyd Webber as he was outside of Broadway DJing. And not just DJing, DJing remixes of music from Phantom of the Opera. What a choice. Do you think he wanted to do that? 
I mean, like, where do you think this idea originated from? I hope do you it think came Andrew from Lloyd Webber is the brainchild here? I really hope so because, like, they knew they wanted to do something fun. So, what my hope is is that when company reopens, mm-hmm. they wheel out ninety-one-year-old Stephen Sondheim to DJ Absolutely. remixes of his music. I do not mean to be disrespectful because I know that Stephen Sondheim is like one of your great loves. Is he still alive? Yes. Okay. He's 91 and kicking. That's wild. Because his birthday, it, it is wild to think. Um, so one of like my formative, <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> One of my, like, formative musical theater experiences was the Sondheim 80th birthday concert. His Mm -hmm. birthday is in March. However, PBS aired as a part of their great performances. They aired the 80th birthday concert in November of that year. As one does. As one does. So in 2010, I am, fall of 2010, I am a senior in high school. And around Thanksgiving break, I, like, make my fam, or I guess my younger sister and my mother uh, were around, and I, like, put on the birthday concert and was, like, watching and thrilled Mm -hmm. by it. And, like, oh my god, and I'm wearing red right now, just like the ladies in red portion, which is, like, the, it is the moment, it is just, like, the cultural reset, when... Patty Lapone, Marin Mazi, uh, Elaine Stritch, Audra McDonald, Donna Murphy, and oh, Bernadette. Shut Peters. your little whore mouth. We are an Audra McDonald and family. Yes, here. we are. But we are also a Donna Murphy and Bernadette Peters house. Like, obviously. And a Patty Lapone house. Well, I mean, we are a, we are a house of all six of these women. Like the ladies in red moment yes. is just incredible. And it is wild because it happens. It's like a little past halfway through the concert and Ladies in Red begins. And every time I watch mm-hmm. it, because I've watched this concert many times, I'm like, how <laughs> is this happening already? But we have, we they lead them out with beautiful girls from Follies. And then each of those six women sings a solo. So <gasps> assuming that those are like three to four minute songs, I mean, that is like a half hour yeah. sequence between them all so that is why it has to start that early and like i'm still here is like a six minute number from elaine stretch and that's where i was getting to so like the whole sequence is thrilling i'm like loving every second and then elaine stretch talk singing old as heck elaine stretch gets up there and she starts singing singing I'm still here. And she just like yells her way through it and just all these things. And I am like thrilled by it. And my mother and my sister are just like, what is this? This is stupid. And I'm like, no, this is culture. This is for me. That feels like slander against Abby Dockham. I feel like she would appreciate that. She did not appreciate Elaine Stritch like... I've been through. Hey, lady, aren't you whose is? Wow, what a look. Like, she's not even singing the melody most of the time. But it's iconic. Okay, well then, Abby Dockham, I need to have words with you. I mean, granted, this is- Can you tell how excited we are to talk about season five? That we are once again, 15 minutes into our preamble without discussing it. 
This is, like, 11 years ago. And it always boggles my mind to be like, that was 11 years ago. Like, the 90th birthday concert happened last year. Like, a year and a half ago, we had the 90th, which is also perfect in its own way, even though, like, obviously it isn't. And then Kristen Chenoweth was announced to be part of the 90th concert and wasn't in it. Okay, we're not here to talk about Sondheim, but that's all I want to do while I am once again in my stupid cat's Halloween costume. So, like, (laughs) how are we doing this again? Do you want to know something a little bit emotional? Mm Mm-hmm. What's wild is that that was 11 years ago. That was 2010. That was when you were a senior. That was also the year that we, like, became friends. hmm So? <laughs> okay. Wait. Way to feel no emotions there. I never feel emotional on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of feeling emotional on this podcast, so we are doing a, you know, our wrap up of season five of Dancing with the Stars. Typically in our wrap up program, we would then move on to America's favorite game. Does Katie know these celebrities? Wait, are we we doing this part now? No, we're going to put a pin in that because we'll discuss all of that later. Well, why are, why are right we now? Why are we preambling? Because we're still technically talking about season five because we already talked about Tom. That's what I'm going to say. So now we're going to just discuss okay. season five, wrap Whatever. up as a whole. Just cut the whole thing, Chris. I don't even care. I don't even care no, anymore. This is this is golden audio. This must be kept. We are in peak form tonight, friends. Okay, so... Is that that Julianne wine? No. Hers is the rosé. Also, it's not Julianne wine, as as luck would have it. Apparently, it's the Cameron Diaz wine. Wait! Got my celebrity alcohols mixed up. I googled it later, and I was like, that's not Julianne. Does Julianne have a wine? Yes, with Nina Dobrev, or Dobre, or however you pronounce her Wait, name. Why are they friends? Are they been friends for a very long time? Why? I don't Hollywood? Okay. Um, so Cameron Diaz made wine on her own. Not with Nina Dobrev. Or no, did, Cam- did Cameron pair up with Nina? On it? No, Cameron did not pair up with Nina. Wait, do you not think Cameron Diaz is worth $20? She, like, probably is. She probably is. I mean, she's a delight. And it's perfect that you confused Cameron and Julianne because Julianne was dressed up as Cameron Diaz in the mask for Hey Pachuco. Way to connect those dots. You're welcome. Even when I'm having to talk, I am producing the podcast. I still don't care that much for Hey Pachuco when I think about season five. Which is wrong, because I know that I love that dance, but when I think of it in conjunction with season five, I don't care for it. Okay, let's wrap it up. We've already said it. We don't care. That's the problem. Season five is a disappointment. It should think about what it's done and go sit in the corner. The weird thing about season five, and we like started touching about this last week, is like, would you rather be forgotten? Or would you rather be a disappointment? And I don't 
know which one is better. I've been thinking about it all week. Because it's so funny to me that we forgot about the fat one in season four. Because he's like the shining moment of season four. And like, even now, when I think back on season five, like I've loved Sabrina. But even her dances are like fading from memory of how like actually perfect they were. Mm -hmm. So in season five both a disappointment and forget forgettable well i feel that way most of the time that like as it goes along i forget most routines except for like one or two so like every season i will kind of have like this is the one that i know and that's about it yeah um and season five for me has like a couple mel dances there's not necessarily one sabrina dance that is like the sabrina dance she was just so good at, like, everything no. she did. Maybe that's it. Sabrina doesn't know, have, cause... like, one standout dance. No. I mean, you think about, like, it, it's exactly what you said. I was just about to repeat everything you said. Basically, her cha-cha set a very impressive bar that she just continued to meet week after week. Mm-hmm. But none of her dances am I like, oh, I have watched this, like, five times since then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's not that they aren't worth it. It's just I haven't. I don't know. Yeah. I just I don't know. But then Mel, Mel delivers. Yes. Mel delivers at least two. Yeah. So my my question to you. So gun to your head. Season 4 or uh-huh. season 5? 4. I think I go with season 5. Mm, no, but I have more feelings about season five. I did too. That's still weird. Okay. I think I would rather have feelings. I think what's frustrating about five, I was kind of thinking about this earlier tonight as like how the last couple of dancers have gone. And it feels like all of these male dancers are like, they're good some of them are great. I'm not going to take away that some of them are great, but like like Apollo, Emmett, and Helio are like good, not great. And I know, I know what I just said, and we'll talk about it some other time. And I oh no, I wasn't even I it. wasn't even going to comment on that. Okay, so they're like good, not great. But they have this, like, spunky personality and, like, whatever. You're like, oh, I just can't help but root for them. But then the women are, like, phenomenal. The women are phenomenal. And then they either fumble it at the freestyle or they fumble it at the one-yard line. And then these men, who are, like, maybe not quite on the same level, go away with the win. Mm -hmm. And it's a weird thing to think about. Because historically, the show is like, athletes do so well, we love the athletes, athletes are so great, yada, yada, yada. And now that I'm watching it, I'm like, that's not true. Like, that's not the case. And I'm just angry. Yeah. I think where I'm stuck is, like you said, it comes down to just bonkers finales, basically in four and five. And the thing is, like, season four's finale is just kind of blah. Season five's finale it's is not good. Is bad. And 
And that's where I'm like, okay, the rest of season five, I think, is good. It's just a well. I it's a think historically the bad beginning finale. of five. I think the beginning of five is good, even though it suffers from Jenny Garth losing Sabrina, losing Jane, Marie to an extent, staying. It, like even though it suffers those things, I think it, there is still a good second half of the season in season five. It's just marred with a what could have been. Like, obviously, it doesn't operate as I don't as know high. if I agree, though, because I feel like the second half is just not as exciting. I, okay, yeah, the second half is not as good as the first, but I don't think it's as bad as you make it sound. Well, that's because it lost Sabrina. <laughs> so, I'm not going to ask you to, I'm like, in rate, a... I know. I'm not going to ask you to, like, rate the season, because I don't know if I could do that, and we haven't done that yeah. before, and let's not. But just in the end... I want to say, though, I still love this show. It is still fun to watch. And there are still, like, these nuggets of surprise. And I am I still, like, I liked Marie through the whole thing, you know? And, but it is interesting how the aspects of it that are, like, quote-unquote, like, beloved, I am not loving right now. Yes. I think it's very clear I am not loving that type of contestant that is basically always going to win the season. Yeah. That is not what I am here for. And essentially, like, since season two, I have just watched the same story play out every season now. And I don't like it. I'm not here for it. So the question I'm going to give you. Describe season five in three words. That means you can do like three adjectives. You can do a three word sentence. You can say whatever you want, but you just get three words to sum up season five. Sabrina was robbed. Very good. I think the three words I'm going to go with are not my winner. Yep. The weird thing was, is like I could allow Apollo to win. I wanted Emmett to win. Like, Emmett was my winner. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just because it's the third time we're seeing this or what it is. But now I'm like, he's not my winner. And the problem is, he. there's just no world in which he should be the winner of this season. No. Except for ours, apparently. (laughs) Um, And on that note, that is the end of season five. (laughs) Woo. No, we're excited. We're excited about season six, probably. I mean, I'm not not excited, but just like, I, I'm just wooing to, I mean, season five. It's it's the, yeah. what it des- it's what she deserves. Yep. So as Katie was saying before, now we can't cut it. Um, we usually would do, does Katie know these celebrities? We are not. We are kind of going to give what we're vaguely thinking of as like, a state of the podcast uh because for us yes we have now been recording making this show for over a year we are coming up on our year-long anniversary in about a month or two so it's it's very exciting but we just kind of wanted to give you a couple updates on where we're at what we're doing next mm-hmm. that sort of thing I feel like we're just checking in. I think that you and I have always wanted to be true 
to ourselves and true to our listeners. And I think we've said it from the beginning that, like, when we started out to do this, we just wanted to make a podcast that, like, we loved. We wanted to create something that we would want to listen to. And so we're just checking in with each other. And we really said, like, we've never expected anybody would listen to this outside of, like, our family. (laughs) So the fact that there are people who listen to this on the regular, we really thank you for joining with us and seeing and enjoying what you're listening to. Like, we love you. We love you. It means so much to us. Truly. Um, And so what we wanted to do is we just kind of wanted to explain what the schedule is going to look like for the next Mm -hmm. few weeks um why that is going to be the way it is um so because it's our podcast and we get to do whatever we want yes but uh a quote that i always love from craig ferguson when he did the late late show is there was Mm -hmm. one monologue he gave where he was like i'm not good enough at my job to hide what i am feeling from you um, which always stuck with me. Yeah. And I was like, I love that level of honesty. And that's what I want to bring to the things I do back over the summer. So the summer of fun was started. Um, it, it, originally it was going to be shorter than it was. Um, we kind of lengthened it. Yes. That for is reasons That made sense at the time now are questionable at best. But really, one of the big things of the Summer of Fun was we knew we were doing some traveling, we were doing some things, and so we needed some... Moving. Yeah. So we needed some stopgap episodes. But the intention was, while we were doing these low-prep episodes, we would also be starting to record the next season of Dancing with the Stars. Mm Mm-hmm. We... Um, did not didn't do that (laughs) also during the summer of fun we started talking we had been talking about this for a little while but really during the summer got serious about do you think we do instant reaction podcasts do we do Mm -hmm. like what became quick step reactions and the answer was yes that's really feasible we can do that And that was another reason we were like, so we're going to get ahead. We're going to have a backlog of episodes so that we can churn out live episodes within three hours and then have a regular episode go up later. Once again, we didn't do that. So for reasons, there have been days where we are literally... Katie will watch the show starting at 7 p.m. Central, God's time. We will start recording the podcast at 9. We will get off at about 10 o'clock. Then usually within about an hour 15, an hour and a half, I'll have the episode ready to be posted. Then on Tuesdays, we would record the episode for Thursday for like two hours. And on Wednesday, I would spend about two hours editing thursday's episode this pace and level of what we were doing quickly proved unsustainable at best Mm -hmm. so we have basically realized we can't for for the way we basically set up into this fall we need to take a break from doing regular episodes until 
the current season of Dancing with the Stars is done. Um, so what that means for you, the listener, the next four Tuesdays, we will have a quick step reaction uh, up until the season finale of season 30. Then you're going to have to wait about a week and a half for a new Thursday episode. But that is, <laughs> we are going to do what we said we have to, we're going to do in the summer. We need a couple weeks to start preparing season six. So in the month of December, Katie, tell the people the most exciting thing that we have been waiting months for. We have decided that we are dedicating the entire month of December to West Side Story. Chris and I have talked about this so many times on pod, off pod, every opportunity that we get we discuss chris literally called me earlier today and said do you have 15 seconds i need you to understand that the original broadway soundtrack no, the original does, film vinyl the original film vinyl does not have mambo go in the dance what's the, the song actually the dance yeah at the dance gym. at the gym song like the 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 vinyl recording cuts the mambo section of the dance at the gym which is a crime yeah, so, like, Chris and I talk West Side Story so much, and we were like, you know what, this is our podcast, we get to do what we want to do on it, and we want to dedicate the month of December to West Side Story, because Steven Spielberg's West Side Story is being released December... 10th. Okay, I was going to say 12th. December 10th, and that will be a very big day. For all of us. Yeah. So it both allows us to talk about something we're excited about, something that is relevant, but it's going to allow us to spend a little bit of time prepping for season six, making it the best we can, and not just getting yep. stressed out about it. Um, so Because the whole thing is like, Chris and I have always wanted this to be fun. And we've always wanted this to be as low stress as creating a podcast can be and like believe it or not there is some stress that goes into that even though Chris and I have so much fun doing every episode and so we just felt like we love doing quick step reactions like I cannot stress that enough I selfishly love so much that I have gotten to bring like my best friend into this I love that Megan and Chris now have a relationship. I love that we have a group text. Like, I love all of these things. I love quick and step reactions that it allows me to kind of flex a different muscle doing the podcast. Uh-huh. Like, it is fun. And that's something I, I hope we are getting across, or I am getting across, because Katie is. Like, I still love doing this. It just, yeah. for the level of everything that we were doing and the way that we had to do it, partly, I will admit, a lot of it was, I'm reaping what I sowed. Uh, and I, I noted that to Katie. I was like, I mean, some of this is a disaster of my making. Um, yeah. And it is. Um, like, me sowing was like, woo! Me reaping is but like, no is, thank you. The thing is, is like, we... Okay, so for those of you who might not know, like, we are young 20-something-year-olds. Like, we have day jobs. Like, we have real responsibilities like I just both of us have very real responsibilities outside of this podcast and so like 
to just unveil the curtain like as much as we can like we're putting in three to four three to four hours probably of preparation and watching the episodes and then we're doing you know a couple hours of recording chris is doing a couple hours so like there's just it's a lot that goes into this and we love it and it is hands down one of the greatest things that i have done is embarking on this journey with all of you if you have any sort of creative bone in your body like it is unbelievable but just stepping outside of your daily mundane routine and doing something that you are passionate about that you love doing and doing it with someone that you care so much about like it just brings a whole new purpose to your life and i cannot i'm getting emotional i cannot express enough gratitude to the listeners and to chris for allowing me to have this creative space because it really has just brought so much like an indescribable amount of joy into my life and so us taking a brief hiatus does not mean that we're in this it doesn't mean that we're going away anytime soon it's just that for the sake of both of our own mental health it's going to work a lot better if we just do qsr and then we come back to jmp in a couple of weeks yeah and the thing is like i know this all probably sounds very dumb because for you the (laughs) listener like right now we've been doing two episodes a week we're going to one and we're like oh we're doing a brief hiatus and it's not a hiatus and then like literally it's just because quick step reactions will be done posting on tuesdays and we are going to keep jmp on thursdays for the foreseeable future Mm -hmm. so we won't post one the week of the finale but the week after we will have another thursday episode so the quote-unquote hiatus will be like half a week um and so for you that probably doesn't sound like it for us it sounds like something um but again west side story we don't have to do any prep for we are going to literally get on a microphone and no, just start we spewing. know that i know you do yeah so it's just something that that we need but as as the wise man once said we're not good enough at this to hide this from you yep yep i love craig ferguson i love him so much i was unable to see him live when he was doing a stand-up tour through iowa city and i was so sad about Mm -hmm. it um if he ever comes near me i will see i would like to see him do stand up because i love him him. he very much influenced the way i did my college radio show and i think you can still hear some influence in how i do this it some of it comes Uh from that show and that sensibility so this is kind of it. I mean, do you have anything else that we need to touch on? I mean, you're really pretty. <laughs> I mean, I love you and I like you. Oh, we're signing off? <laughs> no, I just <laughs> wanted to say that I loved you. Oh, well, thank you. Scamble! It's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get my little train conductor hat on. Ugh. Oh my god, I love it. It looks I, like a I, marching band hat. I, I wanted to order a red one, but it was going to take 
until like maybe December to arrive. So oh yeah, because I started thinking about this costume. You spray way painted too... it if you really wanted it red. Yeah, that's so much effort. And the problem is, like, you can't see it. There's, like, a a black strap here, and that's part of the look, is that the black strap is, like, supposed to be there, and so there's no way to get the entire behind it red. So maybe if I decide to reuse this costume in the future, I will order a red train hat sooner. But whatever. I don't care that much. Time will tell. All right, well. I care. If you want to get in touch with us, because we really do love it when people interact with us, um, please reach out to us yep. on the social medias. Uh, you can find us at JMP Pod on Twitter, JMP.pod on Insta, and Just Meaningful Plastic on Facebook. Do you know the other part? Do you if know you it? Have liked what, if, you, if you have liked what you've heard, you can feel free to give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe. We are available on any podcatcher uh, streaming service. Um, if you give us a review and if you rate us five stars, it makes us um, available for other people to find. You can tell your friends about it. You can subscribe. Just like listen to us you know we just talked about how much our listeners mean to us so have you listened to us have you looked at the most recent review on itunes or on apple podcasts no whoever wrote it must have been really attractive and really smart and really just good at things and definitely not one of the two hosts of this podcast oh my god i'm going to it now I love it. Ain't I a stinker? We have 12 five-star ratings. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Let's make our goal 15. That's doable, right? For 2022? (laughs) Yes, correct. Well, Katie, I love you and I like you. Chris, I hear you and I see you. And please stay tuned for the Tyra Banks hosted Dancing with the Stars season 30. Coming up next. We're doing it as a round.